Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. into some of our biggest risks in the upcoming fantasy football season. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. This is Fantasy Sports Today, every day, noon to 2 Eastern. Thanks for being with us here on the show. And certainly last night, Davis provided some pretty good fireworks, I thought, in that NFL preseason game. Caught most of the first half in that one and caught you tweeting at me as well. And, uh, you know, certainly we're going to have a lot to talk to on that game today. Lots of offense for both sides. Yeah, come on. How about my boy, Jameis Winston? I I know you saw him out there before the game doing his uh, neurology drill. He had the the hip shifting with his eyes focused down the field through an absolute, uh, I mean, that throw for the first touchdown to Marquez Callaway over the hands of the two defenders right into the bread basket. Only Callaway could win that ball. And I, I was pretty impressed by what Jameis did yesterday. And you know what? I, I think, Craig, Taysom is just not going to be a thing. I mean, he just has looked so bad. I don't know how Sean Payton could enter into an objective reality and say Taysom is going to be our guy when Jameis has been so much better in the preseason than Taysom has been. Yeah, Winston was great yesterday. That ball was double coverage, by the way. And and eventually that is what I believe will catch up with him at some point. I'm still not a believer But uh, in terms of Taysom Hill, I mean, that is the hard part about the conversation because he just holds the ball way too long. And it's like, I I mean, I don't know how many reads he's looking for, but eventually you just got to throw it. And when you're five yards behind the line of scrimmage, a lot of times you're going to get sacked. And so it was different, I guess, when Taysom Hill was a run first guy, but having to be a pass first guy, it, it looks like Winston is the better quarterback, at least to start the season. That's where we'll begin here on the show. Also a key injury from the game yesterday. A good news from Daryl Henderson of the Rams. He's expected to be ready for week one. And, you know, certainly we'll see if the Rams decide to bring anybody in for the last preseason game or the end of practice. The Falcons have signed former first-round pick Josh Rosen. Dallas Cowboys going back to virtual. COVID issues continue, unfortunately, with them. Not just them, though. Also, Tony Finau wins the Northern Trust. It was rained out on Sunday, and they finished that thing out uh, on Monday. But a couple of takeaways also. Uh, worth mentioning here, both Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis sent home 
after being in close contact with a trainer who tested positive for COVID, a vaccinated trainer. Of course, Beasley is not. And he has been in the spotlight now about all of that. And so he'll go home for five days and then be back for the regular season for sure. But really the biggest story and I think the biggest fantasy takeaway from yesterday, Davis, is now the loss of Travis Etienne, who without a doubt is going to miss time. Now, at this point, we don't know. I mean, it could be a week. It could be two. But that midfoot sprain does potentially put you out a month or maybe even more. Some players come back fast. Some players, Davis, they don't even come back. Like some players are out for months and they just never make it back. But uh, we're going to have to kind of unpack what Jacksonville does at this point without ETN. Yeah, I mean, this is basically the worst injury that you can get as a running back. Like anytime you hear Liz Frank with a running back, you're basically thinking, honestly, I hope that you just get the surgery so that you can heal and come back for the next season because we have seen guys try to play through these Liz Frank injuries before they end up re-aggravating it. I, off the top of my head, and I'm sure someone could correct me on this with a little bit more data, but every time in the past I remember a running back having a Liz Frank injury, it's basically meant that their fantasy value for that season was dead. You know, maybe they come back, but it takes them longer to come back. They re-aggravate the injury. My, generally, the Liz Frank injury is basically the worst one for a running back or a wide receiver to get. I mean, you'd, you'd rather ETN even have like a high ankle sprain or something like that as opposed to the Liz Frank injury because of how it affects the mechanics of the foot. I would imagine they already have all the running backs on the roster that they need. They have James Robinson uh, to, you know, play on some of the third downs. They have Dario Ogumbawale who plays special teams and third downs. And then, of course, they have Carlos Hyde. I personally am not going to be surprised if Carlos Hyde plays way more than fantasy gamers are expecting. I've already done a couple drafts since Travis Etienne got injured. And, of course, Etienne fell way down the board. And James Robinson went way up the board. But I actually think that Carlos Hyde is is going to, you know, remember we had this with the uh, 2019 Houston Texans. He gets Carlos Hyde gets cut by the Chiefs. He signs with the Houston Texans, ends up rushing for 1,000 yards when everyone thought Duke Johnson was going to be the running back to own there. And I, I really do foresee a similar trajectory here. Yeah, I, I think that's really the key at this point. Um, you know, counting on ETN at any point this season looks to be a little bit dicey. Uh, also, real quick, uh, Davis, no surprise here. Matt Nagy, uh, he confirms Andy Dalton will start week one for the Chicago Bears, but we will get our final view of Justin Fields coming up this weekend. Yeah, we will. It seems like he is going to play the first half in the final preseason game for the Bears. Again, it does sound like Nagy has his mind made up. Sounds like, uh, you know, Andy Dalton is going to get thrown out there to the Los Angeles Rams in week one. I don't think it's wise, but it does seem like that is the direction we're heading. I hope Fields has a great preseason performance in week three of the preseason. I would anticipate him doing very well, and I would, again, I mean, how long do we really need to see Andy Dalton? Don't we know who Andy Dalton is, Craig? Yeah, I mean, I would think so. I think it's all about the opponent that they're playing, honestly, in week one. It just does make sense. You're, you're going up against the top defense, arguably, in the NFL, some of those players. I think there's a chance we see Fields as soon as week two, but uh, opening it up, I do, I do think that gives him an opportunity to stay off the field in week one against the Rams. All right, coming up next, the fantasy standouts, and there were a bunch from last night's game between the Saints and Jacksonville Jaguars. One of the better preseason games, I think, played in the NFL this season came right down to the end. Uh, Jacksonville ended up covering the spread. So let's go through this next. Davis and I will dive into the fantasy standouts from Monday night. Break. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back. Time to dive into our fantasy standouts from the Monday Night Football game between the New Orleans Saints and Jacksonville Jaguars. Really entertaining game yesterday, and certainly some performances that are going to boost the ADP in your fantasy football league before you draft coming up either this weekend or next. So let's dive in and take a look at who did what on the Saints last night. We'll start off with Jameis Winston, who was nearly perfect. 9 of 10, 123 passing yards, two touchdowns. Looked great in uh, in that preseason game in the first half for sure. Not so much for Taysom Hill. He was 11 of 20, 138 passing yards. He had one touchdown. Looked a little confused on defense a few times. Held the ball a bunch. Now, Marquez Callaway may be the biggest riser after yesterday. He had five catches, 104 yards, and two touchdowns in the first half. It looks like the Saints have found that guy. Maybe they found two because little Jordan Humphrey... Uh, big receiver. Saw him catching passes over the middle on the side. Looked impressive. Four receptions, 74 yards, and one touchdown. So uh, a lot of takeaway here, Davis, with the Saints. And again, a preseason game, so you don't want to make too much of it. But they're looking for weapons. And it looks like at the very least they found one yesterday, I thought. I mean, I do actually want to make a lot out of Marquez Callaway. We've been hearing this from New Orleans Saints training camp ever since we got this report about Michael Thomas, that it was Marquez Callaway and not Traquan Smith that was really standing out. Basically, uh, you know, Nick Underhill, who is the big Saints beat writer, said the entire time that Marquez Callaway looks like he's ready to be the number one wide receiver in this offense. All the other beat writers have agreed. Callaway uh, was good in their first preseason game. He was phenomenal in this game. Uh, The first touchdown catch was impressive. I think the second touchdown catch was even more impressive, catching it near the left pylon, 
dragging his feet, getting the right hand inbounds. You know, definitely uh, a pretty a pretty coordinated play to make. Looks pretty clearly like Callaway is going to be the top wide receiver, at least until Michael Thomas gets back. We actually haven't even seen Traquan Smith back because he's dealing with that lower body injury. Deontay Harris, who worked as a slot wide receiver for the Saints, is suspended for the first two games of the regular season due to a DUI. So they're going to be very thin at Playmaker. And by the way, while we're talking about the Saints, looks like Tony Jones Jr. from Notre Dame is the second running back on the team, not Latavius Murray. We again have been hearing that from Saints beat writers. They've been saying, look, they might cut him. He doesn't look good at camp. Devonta Freeman looks even better than him at camp. And I guess, you know, I mean, Latavius Murray is going to be 33 years old this season. So would not be the most surprising thing. If you were doing a fantasy draft today or this weekend, I would definitely not be looking to take Latavius Murray. Seems like his time in the NFL is kind of coming to a close here. But I, I really don't think we can overreact enough to the Callaway performance. I, I am moving him way up my board, way up my rankings. All right. So where did you have him and where will he stand by the end of the day today? So I had him kind of in the 11th or 12th round wide receiver 65 wide receiver 70, you know, kind of in that AJ green Sterling Shepard range. I'm moving him way up. I'm going to move him next to Rondale and Elijah Moore. So that's like about wide receiver 50 wide receiver 51. That's kind of in that ninth, 10th, 11th round range, depending on how aggressive your league is at drafting wide receivers, how aggressive they are at drafting running backs. I feel like you probably won't have to take him there in most, you know, in your your 12-team home league, no one's itching to get Marquez Callaway in a high-stakes draft. I did one last night, uh, $1,900 entry fee main event. Marquez Callaway went in the ninth round. I think in those mm-hmm. high-stakes drafts, that is about where he's going to go. I don't think you're going to get him any later than that at this point. Yeah, and really, look, he he looked dynamic yesterday. And Michael Thomas or not, there's a chance he has a, to be. A, he could be a star. He looks he looked great. I mean, no, no denying that. All right, now over to Jacksonville. I thought Trevor Lawrence looked pretty good for the most part. 14 of 23, 113 passing yards. He did get out of the pocket and run once and got hit pretty big too. They can't have him doing that in the preseason. C.J. Beathard came in relief, and Beathard now with the Jaguars through nine of 14, 121 passing yards. He had two touchdowns. Jeff Cotton had four catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. And Marvin Jones looked pretty good. He had four receptions for 41 yards. And obviously, as we discussed, Travis Etienne hurt in the game. So we're not going to see him anytime soon. James Robinson gets a little bit of a bump. There's no question about that. What did you make of Trevor Lawrence yesterday against the Saints? So I guess this is where I'm at. I think that a lot of our fears about Urban Meyer and Daryl Bevel calling plays and organizing this team it, it does look right. Now, it doesn't mean that when they show up for week one of the NFL season, it doesn't mean that the offense they ran in the preseason is going to be the offense that they're running in the regular season. I did not see really much of anything creative from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Very little pre-snap motion, a lot of very standard 12 and 11 personnel where you're asking Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, those Colin Johnson to win one-on-one. Of course, those things can work. Marvin Jones is a good NFL wide receiver. LaVisca Schnold is a very good NFL wide receiver. But with the loss of ETN, who was kind of their creative playmaker, the guy that they could use to to get in space, I think that is going to be a pretty decent loss for the offense, especially if they're replacing a lot of those touches with hands off. You know, just if they're handing the ball off to Carlos Hyde, that's going to make them less efficient. 
I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence's ability. I thought his decision-making looked solid. I thought he went through his progressions the right way. But it just doesn't really look like the team is kind of giving him that big of a helping hand, right? It just looks like they're saying, all right, Trevor, you know, you got to make this throw perfect. You got to get it into the exact window where Marvin Jones or LaVisca Chenault can catch it. Uh, The first drive for the Jaguar, or the second drive, they went three and out the first one. The second one, Lawrence had a great play where he rolled out to his left, threw across his body, put it in the perfect spot for Chenault, and they picked up a first down. I think those are the sorts of things that we want to see from Trevor Lawrence. Honestly, I'm not encouraged by this heavy target volume for Marvin Jones early on because Marvin Jones is not that player. Marvin Jones is never going to be the number one wide receiver for a very good NFL offense. I think if this offense is going to be good, we need to see a lot of Chenault and we need to see a lot of DJ Shark down the field with Marvin Jones in a more complimentary role. And I just, I do, I don't have good evidence right now that Urban Meyer and Daryl Bevel have a handle on this offensive group of weapons. Jones is the kind of guy that's going to help you win a week in fantasy, but maybe not a season. And we've seen that before from him a bunch. All right. So how how did you adjust rankings to the Etienne injury? And I suppose a beneficiary of that for sure is is James Robinson. And then the other one, I guess, is Carlos Hyde, right? I mean, I, I suppose it has to be. Yeah, I am moving ETN way down my board. I am going to project him to probably play about six games when everything is all said and done. And and that is, by the way, way more aggressive than the injury time frame that has been rolled out by, we, you know, we talked about these Twitter doctors the other day on the show, and they're saying, you know, four to six weeks, four to eight weeks, things like that. I just, I hear Liz Frank with a running back, and I say, add a month on to whatever time frame you hear. So... I moved James Robinson way up my rankings, but I mean, the more important thing is that I moved Carlos Hyde way up my rankings, um, you know, because that is where that is where you start to create a little bit of value in fantasy football. If Carlos Hyde is going to go undrafted in 12-team leagues, I mean, look, I Craig, I pretty much guarantee you Carlos Hyde is taking the first carry for the Jaguars in week one. I, I would make him like minus mm-hmm. 150 to take that first carry for the Jaguars in week one. I know people love James Robinson, but Carlos Hyde, look, I mean, Urban Meyer went out and signed him. That That is just, that is kind of how the NFL works. When it's your guy, you want to give your guy the work. That's why they're throwing all these passes to Marvin Jones. Urban Meyer wanted him, so they got him in. They're throwing him the ball. Um, so I, I think that James Robinson, you can kind of move up to the running back 30, uh, seventh, eighth round. You'll probably have to take him a little bit higher than that if you really want him. I'm not as interested in him because I don't think he's going to be able to replicate the snap share that he had last year. Yeah, it's interesting now because uh, a new regime in any on any team is going to change the landscape of of fantasy because they like their guys. It's absolutely true. I think in all sports, by the way, and you want to feel like you're right by making moves, and the general manager wants to feel like he's right by making the moves. So what do they do? They try to justify it with playing time. That's an interesting note on Carlos Hyde for sure, no doubt. Go to DailyRoto.com. You'll catch Davis's updated rankings coming up next. It's time for us to continue our series over on the FanDuel Sportsbook and take a look at the rushing the rushing props for 2021 who will we touch on next chris carson deandre swift saquon barkley and nick chubb over under we'll say next (laughs) 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Good place to check out all of the 2021 props in the NFL, of course, is over on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And Davis and I, throughout this week and last week, and probably even into next week, we're going to take a look at each and every player's 2021 prop and whether or not we like the over or under. So we'll continue that today with our running backs. And Davis, I think that we've got a nice little combination of about four or five running backs who have some really good potential, but some also have some risk. And let's start off in Seattle and go to Chris Carson, who was just an absolute monster a couple of years ago and now is certainly just kind of, I think, filling the the carries for honestly for Seattle at this point. Doesn't look like they've made any attempt to replace him, but his total is 975 and a half and minus 112 is the odds there on FanDuel. Every single one of these, by the way, is minus 112. So that's $112 to win 100 we know that uh, Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. We saw that in the second half of the season. Carson, by the way, Davis also has had his issues staying healthy. But again, this is only 50 yards a game, essentially, over a 17-game season. What do you think? Over or under on Carson? You know, honestly, if I thought Chris Carson was like a significant favorite to stay healthy for the entire season, I feel like this would be a super easy over. So, you know, the way I do my projections is I don't really try to project injury I don't really try to project things like, uh, oh, maybe they they really decide they like Rashad Penny in the middle of the season. I kind of think about first month of the season, what is the way that the team is most likely to set up their playing time and then kind of try to project from there. So I have Chris Carson projected way over this. I've been projected for about 1,200 rushing yards because 
I have Seattle as one of the most run-heavy teams in the NFL, like from a team level. I have them really trying to run the ball a ton. And I have Chris Carson taking a, a, a big lion's share of the carries for this team with very little work for Travis Homer, Rashad Penny, and DJ Dallas. All of that being said, doesn't it just feel like betting the over on Chris Carson is just, you're, at, you're just really tempting fate because this guy has gotten banged up so many times in his NFL career. Uh, you know, he got injured as a rookie. He got injured last year. He also, you know, if you really want to be pedantic about things, has also been benched for fumbles in the past. He, like, for whatever reason, he really likes to fumble the ball. He fumbled it seven times in 2019, three times back in 2018. Now, Pete Carroll does love Chris Carson. I mean, everything he says about Chris Carson is so effusive and so full of praise. If I was only to bet this with my numbers and without thinking about kind of the human element of the game, thinking about injuries, fumbles, and those things, I would think that this would be an over. I feel like over here is a relatively sharp wager, but I just, for me, with my U.S. dollars, I cannot personally bet this one. Yeah, and, and for me, it would be the same. I mean, I, I think a good year for Carson gives him 850 yards and five touchdowns. It's not great in fantasy, but I kind of feel like that's where we're headed. And and I, I think another Seattle running back eventually steps up. It always seems like there's another Seattle running back in the mix doing something, like Thomas Rawls or DJ Dallas or Homer or someone. There's always another guy that we're always wishing on. Uh, well, I'm wishing on this next one, but I don't know, Davis. I feel I, f I feel really depressed on DeAndre Swift, who was probably my favorite running back coming out of the draft, and he was so good at Georgia. His total is 875 this season. And and look, he was being compared to LaDainian Tomlinson, like could be the next great running back in the NFL, but this is a brutal offensive team. And, and I would think as much as Dan Campbell wants to run the ball, Davis, they're all going to know it's coming at Swift, right? Like he's the most talented player on that offense. It's probably not even close. His total is 875. He does catch balls out of the backfield as well. And so I'd probably be more interested in a total yardage prop with Swift and like the 1100, 1200 range. But I don't know, 875 rushing yards when they know it's coming. What do you think? Yeah, I got uh, I got bad news for you. Just as our show was starting, Dan Campbell was doing his daily press conference for the Detroit Lions, and he said Campbell is concerned about Swift's conditioning as he comes back is unlikely or or is questionable to play week one against San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So uh, remember, he's been dealing with that groin injury. It doesn't actually sound like the groin is at, is what's bothering him at this point, but it's his conditioning. If you have an injured groin, what can't you do? You can't run, can't do your squats, can't do your lifting, right? Because you're basically, if your groin is hurt, your entire connect chain is going to be messed up. So Swift might be feeling better. He might be feeling healthy. He might be able to, you know, run his laps and do his jogging and everything, but he might not be in most optimal football shape. He's got about two and a half weeks to get there. A coach starting to talk about, I mean, we just talked about the Liz Frank with ETN, right? When I hear about a running back being injured in the preseason, that immediately gives me the vibes like, okay, I need to, I need to back up and I need to think about this because what, what position gets hurt the most? Running backs get hurt the most. Who gets tackled the most? Running backs get tackled the most. I have DeAndre Swift again projected over this, just actually just a hair over this, a little bit less than I thought, right about 115 yards over this. Again, guys coming into the season banged up. The Lions are going to be pretty bad. Maybe Jamal Williams plays very well in that first game or that second game where Swift is still kind of working his conditioning back. 
it's a really low number. You feel like a guy of Swift's talent. You should you should not bet the under. I I would be sl- ever so slightly with these conditioning concerns leaning the under. But again, not a ton of faith in this one. Same way I didn't have a ton of faith in the Carson one. Yeah, if he's missing a week, I don't know how you can bet the over. I mean, and and by the way, knowing automatically missing a week sometimes leads to two. You know, so I I don't know. It would be an under for me. All right, now this is a big wild card one because in if if this player plays, I would say in 15 games, he's probably going over this total. But it's all about injuries with Saquon Barkley, whose total on FanDuel is 1,117 and a half yards. This is a number he will crush, Davis, even if the Giants are horrible, because he's probably the most talented running back in the NFL. I mean, I mean he's right there with Christian McCaffrey for sure. But it took him a while to get back on the field. He is now. We haven't seen a ton of him. Uh, It's all injuries here. So does he play 15 games? Because Davis, if he does, I think he's going over. All right. I have been very wishy-washy on the last couple ones. You're going over. You're going over on Saquon Barkley. He's already returned to practice. He's not in the red no-contact jersey. Now, he's not going to play in the preseason. I don't really care. Uh, what what would even be the reasoning for Saquon Barkley to play in the preseason? It would be like Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry playing in the preseason. There, there just literally is no reason for it. Saquon Barkley, I think he can get there in 16 games. Wouldn't even surprise me if he got to this number in 15 games. Because what is the thing that Barkley does? He is going to, he, he kind of actually has, and you'll remember this, the the uh, Barry Sanders syndrome where a lot of his yardage actually like a lot of his runs are actually negative or you know one or two yards because he's dancing he's dancing he's looking for space but what did Barry Sanders always do on those awful Lions teams he always found the lane eventually if they kept handing him the ball he would find the lane I feel the same way about Barkley you know I, I think obviously he's a tremendously talented running back one of the best pure rushers in the NFL very good at catching passes as well there is some small chance, and I give it a very small chance, that the Giants' offense is actually good because of the additions of Kadarius Toney and Kenny Galladay. I, again, I think it's light because Jason Garrett and Joe Judge don't seem to know what they're doing, but Saquon Barkley, no wishy-wash about it. I'm going over uh, 1,117 uh, 1, yards. I, I have him projected for about 75 more yards than that, but again, I've, I've kind of tempered expectations with that projection. And finally, we go to the Cleveland Browns, and Nick Chubb was arguably one of the top running backs in fantasy last year until he got hurt, came back, was the same guy. He's sitting on a high total here, Davis, for sure. So we're assuming health without a doubt, 1350. That's one of the higher props on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And again, minus 112 to win 100. We know the Browns love to run the ball. And, and Davis, he's going to need to do a little bit more work than Barkley in order to go over this number. So do you think that he does in 2021? Seems like injury issues with every single one of the guys we talked about today, by the way. Yeah, exact opposite here. I'm going under on Nick Chubb uh, the same way that I went over on Barkley. And it's not that Nick Chubb is not a phenomenal player, but like he's in a clear timeshare, right? Like, that, like, we just know that is what is happening. Like, uh, Nick Chubb, I, I suppose he could probably get up to, like, 250 carries. I mean, he got 190 in 12 games last year, but they still use Kareem Hunt quite a bit. 
And you just feel like with the, like, oh, maybe Kareem Hunt gets a hot hand in one game. And that's like kind of the equivalent of missing a game. Like, you know, maybe one game Chubb gets eight carries for 56 yards and he's playing well, but Hunt is just on fire and scores like a, you know, a 43 yard rushing touchdown or something like that. So any, any guy who's in an actual timeshare like that and Remember those win games last year? Remember those games they were playing in the middle of the mm-hmm. Gale Force wins? They don't get any of those this year. Then we're going to be talking about their passing attempt shifting a little bit closer to league average. So I, I'm going under on Nick Chubb. You're not going to feel great about this one, but 1,350 is like, that's a lot of yards. Like that, like that is like, I mean, it won't, that'll be like fourth in the NFL in rushing, which I mean, Chubb will, he'll get close, but that's just a lot of yards. Interestingly enough, for those people who want to go behind the curtain, we actually had Travis Etienne for this show today, and his number, I think, was 650 or something like that, which turns out, Davis, if you bet that last night and bet the under, probably the best bet (laughs) of all of these on the board. But uh, we eliminated it from the conversation. There's just no reason to talk about Etienne at this point. Nonetheless, if you're planning on drafting this upcoming fantasy football season, make sure you go to Daily Roto. Check out all of Davis's rankings and no doubt will help you win a fantasy football championship in 2021. Well, college football begins on Saturday. We have a handful of games, a couple of good, a couple of bad, but I thought it'd be a good idea for us to take a look at the national championship in 2021, see if there's any value outside of the ones who we assume will be at the top. Also, Heisman Trophy Award appears to be wide open for this season. We'll have that next. Stay on the grid. We'll be right back. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Great, 
Welcome back to Sports Grid Fantasy Sports Today. College football begins Saturday. We'll have it covered for you all day long right here on Sports Grid in play live in game live. All of our great programming helping you out throughout the week. So make sure you tune in on Saturday. We've previewed a couple of games, Davis, for the upcoming season here this Saturday. I thought, hey, national championship odds are out. They've been out for a while. And uh, and boy, it, it just doesn't seem promising to me to have anybody except for the top teams win the championship again this year, Davis. Like, I mean, you have to try to find and make a way to make a case for somebody else. And even if you did, you wouldn't have been successful over the last few years. So I'm just waiting for that year that just some team kind of comes out of nowhere and wins a title. But I feel like you could be waiting on that after this year again, too. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably be waiting. That's not to say that we haven't had any surprises in college football, though. You know, the uh, the Joe Burrow LSU team, their jump from 2018 to 2019 was pretty radical. Now, I, I believe they were pretty high in the coaches' poll to begin the year, that 2019 LSU team. But the year before, they went 10-3. and they finished, uh, they finished 15th that season. Then they went 15-0. and uh, and like I, it, the LSU was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, we would have to look up what their their odds were for the national championship at the beginning of that season. But Joe Burrow and that insane LSU offense was a legitimate surprise. Like I, I know that Burrow was like not listed to win Heisman that season. You could have gotten like insane numbers on him to win Heisman. Yep, that's absolutely true. And, and we'll get to that when we talk about the Heisman. But here are the national championship odds as it stands. Over on FanDuel, Alabama, the overwhelming favorite at just two and a half to one. Clemson at four to one. Georgia at five to one. They're expecting big things there, as usual. Ohio State is six to one. Oklahoma is eight to one. And then there's no one in between Oklahoma and Iowa State. Iowa State is 25 to one to win the college football championship. So, Davis, naturally, it's just no fun to pick Alabama. I think Clemson would probably be the one team if I was going to take a shot at it. I guess four to one gives you decent odds, but uh, you know, Clemson plays Georgia the first week of the season. So one of these two teams is going to drop significantly. And I guess I would ask you this question after September 4th, when Georgia plays Clemson, does the winner even move up or do they stay the same? So what would be the point if you're betting those two teams now? Yeah. I mean, I guess probably you would rather, you would rather wait like to, to figure out the result of that game because your, your, uh, your bet could just be dead, right? If you get, if you get the winner of that game wrong, your bet would just be dead. You know, I, I feel like Georgia might be a little bit underrated, right? Like just ever so slightly because they are there in the shadow of Alabama uh, they, they were in the shadow of LSU. Now, not last year, but the year before, we were thinking about other SEC teams being so dominant. Uh, the offense last year averaged 424 yards per game, 32 points per game. Uh, JT Daniels at the beginning of last season was still coming back from a torn ACL. And now he is uh, like he is back, like he is good to go. He's fully healthy. The offensive line has loads of guys who are going to go in the NFL draft. I guess the the problem with Georgia relative to Alabama, relative to Ohio State, relative to Oklahoma is they do not get the skill position guys the same way, right? All the all the five-star wide receiver recruits go to Alabama. All the guys who are, you know, really fast wide receivers end up going to Ohio State. Feels like they have a new guy every year who runs a 4-3. 
I, I certainly would not bet um, Iowa State. I mean, if I was going to take a long shot on a team to win the national championship, I think I would probably do Miami because I, I think Derek King is so good. Now, I don't know anything else going on with Hurricanes football right now. I know that they've kind of been a laughing stock relative to their, you know, big historical yeah. prestige over the last couple of years. But Derek King is a baller. Like he when I think of when I think of like amazing college football quarterbacks, I think of guys who play exactly like Derek King. Yeah, he just didn't do it last year, Davis, you know? Like he didn't he didn't look like that guy that they thought he would and then he got hurt in the very last game of the season, so he's coming back off an injury, but uh, look, Miami could be in there. It's just they've been dreaming on their championships 20 years ago for the last 20 years, and it just never seems to happen. Now, there is one bet this season that if track record tells us anything, uh, someone is going to make a lot of money on the Heisman Trophy Award. As Davis alluded to, uh, Devonta Smith was nowhere on the radar to win the Heisman last year. Joe Burrow was nowhere on the Heisman the year before, and Kyler Murray was a baseball player who was playing – quarterback for Oklahoma. So there is definitely some money to be made here if you can identify the right player. And FanDuel is telling you that they don't know, Davis. Eight to one is the favorite. Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. G DJ Ulagaley from Clemson is 11 to one. Daniels is 12 to one of Georgia. Bryce Young, who no one has really ever seen before, is going to take his first snap at Alabama. He's 12 to one. Sam Howell has all the makings of the number one overall pick in the draft, but he's at North Carolina, so he's 16-1. to 1. And then we'll stop here first, and then we'll go into some more long shot odds. Matt Corral of Mississippi, who runs and throws and, and could be a decent candidate here because the Heisman is now seemingly guys who run and throw. Uh, Corral definitely does that, but makes a ton of mistakes too. It's projected to be a first-round pick as well. So we can we can start here with this group and then move to another group as well. So this group at the top, I think that uh, if I was going to bet someone at the top, I mean, it would be Spencer Rattler, right? Just the system that Oklahoma has in place, that Lincoln-Riley offense, won Kyler Heisman, won Baker Heisman, uh, you know, should have won, uh, won Jalen Hurts Heisman. Uh, and, and honestly, Rattler uh, last year was in contention for it for a little bit. Oklahoma was – they had a weird season last year. But again – College football in 2020, you thought the NFL was weird in 2020. Mm -hmm. College football was way weirder. I mean, you just like that teams would show up and then guys would be ruled out and they'd be ruled in. And t some teams were playing seven games. Some teams played 10 games. Scheduling was a mess. It was college football last season was just a mess, right? It was just a stone cold mess. Uh, I think uh, having the continuity at quarterback for Oklahoma, again, this is not something they've had. For, for a long time, right? It was Baker, then it was Kyler, then it was Hertz. Now they have a back-to-back -back starter here in Spencer Rattler. He'll be going for the second season in a row. He'll have a season under his belt in that offense. Certainly at 8-1, to one, I'd rather have him than JT Daniels. I mean, if they were listing Bryce Young at 20-1, to one, I would, I, knowing nothing about him, just knowing that Alabama's quarterback was 20-1, to one, I would be much more likely to bet that. But but at the top of the board for me, it's Rattler or it's just taking stabs on different guys. Yeah, Corral's numbers are going to be, I, I think, better than all of these other quarterbacks at the end of the season between his rushing yards, his passing touchdowns, and rushing touchdowns. But how good is Mississippi going to be? And how many interceptions is this guy going to throw? I mean, that's, that's going to be a big part of his game. But combined yardage, I think Corral's going to have the most of anybody that, that we're talking about here. Okay, now... 
here are the guys that really fit the category of the last few years, Davis, because somebody from this could easily win the Heisman Trophy Award. C.J. Stroud, the starting quarterback from Ohio State, he's 16-1. to The first running back on the board is B. John Robinson from Texas. He is 25-1. to Keaton Slovis, USC, 25-1. to Derek King is also 25-1. to And then Emory Jones uh, at the University of Florida is 25-1. to Jones more to me of a runner and passer. And, and, and honestly, Davis was more thought of than Kyle Trask. And then Trask came in and just basically wiped out the idea of Emory Jones playing. So I don't love that one either. But uh, there could be somebody here that we're talking about or even missing based on the last few years. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, there, I guarantee there are going to be lots of different guys that uh, get in the Heisman race who we have not even mentioned here. Slovis, uh, the USC quarterback, is interesting because they play that air raid style offense. What is one thing we know about college football? Defenses are not as good. And uh, we definitely learn a lot, uh, or, or we tend to admire offenses who perform in the air raid, especially if they're able to win games. Now, I don't know how strong the Pac-12 is. I don't know if USC is going to be able to make the college football playoff or, or anything like that. C.J. Stroud, I'm not particularly interested in. Um, one guy who I, I thought would perhaps be worth a stab would be Casey Thompson, he is going to be the quarterback for the University of Texas Longhorns. You know, essentially, the Texas quarterback position is always going to have the the attention of the nation on it, right? Like, we're always going to be thinking about that position. I, I do not know much about Casey Thompson, but I know that, you know, obviously, Texas is full of these amazing athletes. They have all of these amazing recruits. So I think that, you know, if, if, if FanDuel has this, him, this guy listed at 100 to 1 or whatever, that's a decent wager. And then also figured I should mention one of the guys from Oklahoma, Kennedy Brooks. He opted out in 2020, but he was really solid back in 2019. He's Oklahoma's running back. If they have a more ground-focused attack this year, I think it's possible he could end up getting some votes. But my my advice to you as it pertains to betting on the 2021 Heisman would be go through a bunch of these depth charts and go through top 25, top 30 teams and go, okay, is there a dual-threat quarterback or you know a new offensive coordinator? That's what happened for Joe Burrow, the offensive coordinator they hired, uh, Joe Brady. You know, I, I think that uh, that would basically be the way that I would attack this is I, I would want to have a bunch of tickets on dual threat quarterbacks at like 75 to 150 to one. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that last year and it was a wacky year for Devonta Smith to win it. But we have essentially no wide receivers in, in the first top 10 as far as odds are concerned. And, and it doesn't concern me either. I, I think that someone absolutely Davis could come out of nowhere and and win this thing and for me when i look at it and i look at all of these odds i i think that there's a pretty good chance that that someone is going to be invited to the heisman trophy ceremony who we have not talked about on this show today and and i don't know if that's just the nature of college football changing again with more players running and passing but and and that's the see the thing to me about jt daniels i think jt daniels just as a pure passer is going to have the best numbers of the group. But then I look at Matt Corral and I'm like, okay, well, if, if Mississippi wins two less games and Corral rushes for 600 more yards, isn't he going to be amongst the consideration? So it's, it's tough to, to figure these things out, but you really can make money at this. If, if, 
And by the way, this is something you could bet after week one or week two if you notice it as well, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I bet I bet the Joe Burrow number after LSU came out and, and had that absolute onslaught in week one. I bet the Joe Burrow number was like 50 to one or 75 to one or something right. like that. Like this could definitely be something where like, oh, you know, uh, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson for UCLA throws for 413 yards and runs for 150 yards and a touchdown against Hawaii in week one. And he like looks noticeably more accurate or noticeably more athletic. And you go. All right. Well, yeah, there we go. Why won't I throw a ticket at Dorian Thompson Robinson? But to your to your point, I would make it a a near certainty someone gets invited to New York to the podium who we did not mention. I would I would make that like minus nine that nine hundred probably. Yeah. yeah no, I, I I definitely think so too. I remember very vividly doing shows talking about Kyler Murray and and how in the middle of October he all of a sudden was like fifteen to one out of nowhere. And 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 remembering how the last couple of years have gone. Now, you know, Baker Mayfield, I, I believe, was the favorite from beginning to end uh, four years ago. But it just shows you how times have changed. All right, coming up, we will wrap up the first hour of the show. Of course, it is uh, Mamba Day. It is uh, honoring Kobe Bryant, no doubt. And we'll talk about his uh, birthday yesterday. Also, preview the second hour of our program. If you're sticking around, stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Great, 
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports. Today, yesterday, of course, was Kobe Bryant's birthday, and we honored him posthumously, no doubt. Davis, uh, tough day for everybody. You know, Kobe Bryant, I'm sure, is, you know, goes down as, you know, arguably one of the best NBA players of all time. Sort of sad. I always remember where I was when I found out that that he passed away, and uh, yesterday was his birthday, and so it was really nice to see a lot of people honor him. Yeah, I mean, Kobe was someone like, you know, he was kind of our generation's Michael Jordan in a way. And, you know, what's always been interesting to me is Kobe never really got backlash the way that LeBron has. Like, so many people love to make a show of like, oh, I, you know, I don't like LeBron. He's a crybaby. He's a whiner. I don't like this about LeBron. I don't like that about LeBron. And Kobe never seemed to get any of that stuff because I, for, for whatever reason, it feels like people connected with him. A little bit more so yeah very very nice to remember kobe bryant uh i i actually recently was just watching the naomi osaka documentary on netflix very good if anyone wants to check it out and kobe makes an appearance in there and i think that was one of the the most special things about him was how often he would reach out to you know other young athletes who were just kind of making their way into the world of being the best at what they were doing it feels like that's kind of how he really left his mark on the community yeah, I, I feel very fortunate amongst uh, you know a lot of things that I've been able to do, and now it's completely different for me because I feel like I have seen it all, but feel very fortunate that I was able to see Kobe Bryant play in person, and, and more than once, I'm, I'm going to say four or five times for sure, but when he came, and I was, and I believe I saw him only when he played the Heat, I'm trying to think if I saw any other games, I don't think so, but yeah, those games are always ones where... Uh, you know, just like the Bulls, when the Bulls used to come to town, you wanted to see Kobe play for sure. All right, that'll do it for our first hour of the show. We got Chris at the update, top of the hour. We have our headlines and the riskiest fantasy football players in 2021. We're going to give you our picks for that as well. So stay on the grid as we continue on here at the top of the hour update. Follow us on Twitter, of course, at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV for all the latest as to what we're talking about here on our channel. We'll be right back. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.